The scripture reading tonight is from the book of Exodus, chapter 21, verse 12 through 26. Whoever strikes a man so that he dies shall be put to death. But if he did not lie in wait for him, but God let him fall into his hand, then I will appoint for you a place to which he may flee. But if a man willfully attacks another to kill him treacherously, you shall take him from my altar that he may die. Whoever strikes his father or his mother shall be put to death. Whoever steals a man, whether he sells him or is found in possession of him, shall be put to death. Whoever curses his father or his mother shall be put to death. When men quarrel and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist and the other man does not die but keeps his bed, then if the man rises again and walks abroad with his staff, he that struck him shall be clear. Only he shall pay for the loss of his time and shall have him thoroughly healed." When a man strikes his slave, male or female, with a rod, and the slave dies under his hand, he shall be punished. But if the slave survives a day or two, he is not to be punished, for the slave is his money. When men strive together and hurt a woman with child so that there is a miscarriage, and yet no harm follows, the one who hurt her shall be fined, according as the woman's husband shall lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. If any harm follows, then you shall give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. When a man strikes the eye of his slave, male or female, and destroys it, he shall let the slave go free for the eye's sake. The word of the Lord. fifth grade, my best friend was Scott Bulow. Scott and I, we just did all kinds of things together. And we, we bonded over this, like, crazy passion we had. We would, like, find something and then, like, figure out everything there possibly could be about it and take it on. Like, um, we, for some reason, got really into spies, young people do, and uh, we checked this book on codes out of the library and figured out all these different codes and we could write them and eventually that led us to Morris Code where we memorized Morris Code and then his parents actually bought him this Morris Code set which was kind of amazing. I mean it had a wire you could stretch it maybe like from the living room down to the basement and so I would go down to the basement and he would be up in the living room and we would talk back and forth using Morris Code. We did all kinds of crazy stuff like um we really got into um, magic. We wanted to be magicians because um, they seemed cool, kind of like spies. Um, and uh, we learned how to do all these magic tricks, and we um, got these like tuxedos from the secondhand store. And uh, it's kind of funny. Every time, every grand old days, I always think about this because we were actually had a booth in the very first grand old day there ever was. Um, Scott Bulow and I. Um, fifth graders with a card table doing magic tricks. We would make people's money disappear. It was hilarious. Um, and then, you know, of course, inevitably we tell them we don't know the second part of the trick. But I think we were young enough that it, it didn't, people didn't get too mad, too mad about it. Um, then um, we got into gangs. Like we really wanted to 
have a gang and be in a gang. And I'm not talking about like, I'm talking about like West Side Story kind of gangs. As a matter of fact, that's what we got, where we got into it. It was mostly the way, did you ever see that movie West Side Story where they climb over, they flip over the fence, you know, they climb up and then they flip over the fence? We did that all the time. We loved doing that. But we really wanted to be in a gang, so um, we even got, uh, we got spray paint. We call their gang the Street Kings. And we, I'm, I'm sorry, don't do as I do, but uh, we did go down alleys and spray paint Street Kings. Oh, I've always been a little bit dyslexic, and I wrote Street Kinks quite a few times um, uh, in the alleys. So, and we thought the ultimate thing to do would be to have a switchblade. But we couldn't really find a switchblade or figure out how to buy one. Um, but Scott Bulow did show up one day in the alley we hung out in. It was the Street Kinks Alley. And um, he pulled out this knife. This was like, it was yellow, had a yellow kind of handle, and it opened up like this. And it's just like, it looked pretty badass, I thought. I was super jealous of it. And... Um, I just wanted a light knife like that so bad. And one day we're over at his house and we're doing something, not playing gangs. And I notice on his bedside table is this knife. I don't know why. Well, I guess now it's very clear why. Um, I just took the knife and put it in my pocket. I stole it. I just did it without thinking. So when I say I don't know why, I mean I did it because I wanted it. And it felt hot in my hand, my hand inside of my pocket. And I was waiting any moment for him to look over there and notice it was gone. And then I thought, oh no, I would be caught. But so I made it an excuse that I could go home. And all the way walking home, I didn't even look at the knife. I just held it inside my pocket. And it just, it really, it did, it felt hot. And I thought, that was bad. But I really wanted it. And when I got home, I closed the door to my room, and I took it out, and I looked at it, and I kind of thought it was worth it, stealing it. It was beautiful. But then, the thing, the problem was, like, I immediately wanted to show it to Scott. Who else was I going to show it to, right? It's not cool unless I can show it to him. So I thought, well, maybe I can change it a little bit, so it won't really look like his knife. And so... Um, I put, like, wrapped black tape around it, the yellow handle. It still looked like his knife with black tape wrapped around it. And then I got so ridiculous that I started, um, like, I popped off the plastic things on the sides of the handle so there was no real handle thing. It looked like it was a broken, worthless knife. And then I gouged up with a file the end of the knife, so my whole story was going to be, look at this old knife I found in the alley. And I did all this, why? I don't know, because I wanted to show him that I had a knife too, and I didn't really steal his knife. I don't know. But I, I did this, and I destroyed his knife, and we're in, hanging out in the alley, and I said, hey, check out this old wrecked knife that I found. And I pulled it out, and he looked at it, and he almost started crying. He said, that's my knife. I'm like, what are you talking about? Look, no, this is old and beat up. And he's like, you just broke all the stuff off of it. 
And I was like, no, are you kidding? Why would I would never do anything like that? He's like, that is so, that's, there's, that is my knife, and you took it because when you were in my house, it was gone right after you left, and then I haven't seen it, and you broke it, and now it's no good at all. And I said, I did not take your knife. I would not take your knife. I would not do that to you. He's like, I know that's my knife. And I never, I never gave in. He's like, just give it back to me. And I said, no. It's mine. So I get into a lot of things like really, like one other thing, I really got into reading the Bible when I was young, really. And I did a thing starting, I don't know how young I started, but I wanted to read through the entire Bible. And this passage that we heard tonight, fate would have it, was what I was on that evening when I went home after I had this thing with Scott. And I thought to myself, what, what possibly will befall me? This eye for this eye, this justice for justice. And um, it wasn't, I didn't have to wait very long to find out. Because that next day was my birthday party, and it was at the Jolly Troll Smorgasbord, um, which was a, it was a very cool place to have a birthday party. And... Um, there was just like five kids from my class and then my family. And so we had, the, we had the food and then we had the cake and then the presents were all there. And I was open and just tearing through them. And I saw this one box. I opened it up. And it was like the most beautiful, coolest, badass knife that I ever saw. And I thought, surely Scott called my parents. My dad has given me this knife to teach me this lesson, and so I just said, okay, Scott, I confess, that was your knife, I took it, I wrecked it, I'm really, really sorry, here, do the same to mine. And he just looked at me and said, no, that's from me, 